Mm-hmm. All right, cool, 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 cool. Hello and welcome back to the Second and Two podcast. I'm your host, TP. I got my co-host, producer extraordinaire, hack connoisseur, master of the grills, lover of lenses, and I nailed this intro for the first time in a while. Jody, what's up, Joe? Not much, man. We're here on a late, well, I guess late night for you for the first time back after our Super Bowl review. You know, we... We we had to postpone a little bit, you know, scheduling got all mixed up, but we're here. We'll get you we'll still get you the the content you're looking for just a little bit later. And while I'm speaking on that, shout out to whoever started following us on some of the stuff, you know. Our our thing shot up. It almost doubled after the last Let's one. Go. So Let's keep go. doing what y'all do. Like, comment, subscribe, just in time. do all the things, you know, YouTube, Apple, Spotify. I don't even know if you could do it on RSS, but try it out. Why not? Do all those things. Let us know what you want, what you like, what you don't, and we'll get them coming. Make sure you follow us on the socials because we put out a lot of stuff, you know, previewing content, and and we'll always post the links to our episodes in case you miss them on your feed. And uh, there's some fun stuff too on there, so definitely follow us on the socials. All you can find us as long as you just search second and two podcasts, you'll find us on any of them. Do we got Insta? Or is that I the one we're lacking? That's oh, where we're lacking, bro. Don't. I thought you had Insta. You got TikTok. I got, I got TikTok. I got X, formerly known as Twitter. All right, so you yeah. can't find us on Instagram for now. I don't know. That's terrible marketing by us. That's in the no, no works, then. We'll get to there. We got to fix that. We will not be on Facebook. <laughs> I can almost guarantee you on that. But. We'll be on uh, TikTok and Twitter slash X for sure. Maybe Instagram soon. Who knows? We'll have to get on that. We'll have to get uh. We'll have to get uh our guys on that. You know, our guys yeah, behind yeah. the scenes. The team. Um, the team. All right. So, uh, we're talking NFL draft today. We're starting our NFL draft pods. Our series before the draft happens in late April, and we're extremely excited about it. Because um, there's just no time of year for NFL fans like draft season. Everybody feels like they got a shot to win the whole thing. Feels like they got a shot to draft the next Patrick Mahomes or Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, whoever, right? Everyone feels like they got a shot to draft the guy for the next 10 to 15 years. And so all we're doing here. If you've been with us for over a year, you you kind of know. But we're just going to go through every week. We're going to review a position or preview a position, I should say. We'll go group by group all the way up until the draft. Um, so we got nine, ten weeks of content here to go through. Every week will be a new group. Um, this week we're focusing, if you're watching on the YouTube, uh, on edge defenders. All right. So what are edge defenders? Those are three, four outside linebackers, four, three defensive ends, right? Mm-hmm. Jody, what you got? Ooh, so we're kicking it off with our guy Dallas Turner from Alabama. Looks like he sits at 6'4", 251, played for three years. Is that total or at Bama? That's a question. Three years total. All right. So he's going into the league as a junior. Let's see. played 42 games. Let's see. What's 16 times three? 
I guess he missed six games is what that comes out to. Give or take. <laughs> Let's see. Sacks. He got 22 and a half over that time frame. He had 49 QB hits. That's pressure rating. Yeah. That makes sure I didn't forget uh-huh. that one. Our yeah, pressure rate. 60% uh, on his pressure rate. Got 123 tackles. I, I got tripped up because it's just one, two, three. 123 yeah. total tackles. And then 39 of those were for loss. All right, so look at Dallas Turner. Um, right now, he's kind of become sort of the consensus top guy among a lot of people, you know, among, among media. And there's a lot of reasons for that. Number one, he was productive for three years at Alabama. You look at the numbers that jump off. 123 tackles in three seasons is for an edge guy is a lot. 39 TFLs, that means he was making a lot of plays, right? Um, 22 and a half sacks, he was making a lot of plays. So. Um, Dallas Turner, there's a lot to like when you watch him. Um, first and foremost, we're going to look at his primary mode of getting to the quarterback, and that is his speed-to-power rush. He loves to convert speed-to-power, which means he's going to try and get that tackle going up the field. Then he's going to go right through it. All right, so here we go. This is him against Mississippi State this year. So he gets that tackle kind of stopping his feet. Then he's just going to go right through him to get to the quarterback. Sack. Big time play against Mississippi State. All right. Um, you know, I think when you think of Dallas Turner, that's the first thing that you think of is how powerful he is, how right? Strong he is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now the next thing is it was clear that his three years at Alabama are extremely beneficial. He's a student of the game because his instincts and his play recognition are unbelievable. Here he is against Ole Miss, right? And you can see, once again, if you're watching the live stream on or the, uh, the, the video on YouTube, he sees that it's zone, and he's just going to split the gap and make the play. You know, most guys are going to, okay, it's zone, I got to get lateral. He just recognizes it, gets up the field, and makes the play, right? Now, here's the yeah, thing. True. If I'm coaching that guy, I'm telling him, hey, you got to set an edge for us. If you're going to yeah, go up yeah, the field like that, the- you, you better make the play, right? Um, and he, but he yeah. did, and that's the thing, you know. That's so impressive. Is that's a hard play to make, and he he made it look pretty easy. Once again, you watch it, the finish with the tackle, love all that. Gets a little silly, little <sighs> right. Um, okay, the third thing that stands out about him, he's he's got this. I mean, he w- literally has long arms. Um, we don't know those measurements yet because he hasn't been to the combine. We're we're not there yet. But he uses the long arm technique really well. Um, this is a play in the SEC championship against Georgia. Huge play on third and 12, right? So we're going to watch it. Boom, he gets he get off. He's trying to get up the field. Now he knows. Once again, he's kind of converting that speed to power. But in doing so, he uses that long arm to convert and get back underneath once he gets to the level of the quarterback's really smart pass rush. Look at that long arm. See how he holds yeah, him off on one hand? Thing. And look at it. He's bench pressing this dude, literally turning his body and then getting back underneath to make this, the play. Sack. That's impressive because this Georgia tackle, eight two fifty, bro. He's closer to 350. All right? So yeah. for him to do that with one arm, once again – Extremely powerful. It's it's uh, you know one of the major weapons in his in his arsenal. 
And I think this makes him extremely dangerous. Um, and it's part of why I, I think a lot of people like him at the next level. You know, a lot of people look at him as possibly the first guy taken in the draft as an edge player. Um, you look at what he can do for a defense. You know, I think he probably projects, you know, as, you know, I think a, a, an every down guy, right? He's he's flexible enough. I think he can play in a 3-4 as an outside linebacker standing up. I think he could also develop as a 4-3 end with his hand in the dirt more often than not. Um, he, his best fit is probably standing up as an outside linebacker. Yeah, because um, he's actually – His stance looks he's actually, weird. <laughs> when he gets in a, in a three-point? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it looked uncomfortable. I don't know about, about you. Well, he didn't do it a lot. So it doesn't mean he can't do it. It just means he's not comfortable with it yet. Um, but he did do it in some situations for Alabama because they're a multiple front team. They let him stand up more often than not, though. But I think, you know, his his greatest quality right now is going to be that power as a stand-up rusher. He reminds me, you know, if you go back, I think it's uh, 2019 when the Raiders, maybe 2020, the Raiders took Cullen Farrell out of Clemson. All right, so here's kind of the video on that, the pro comp for Dallas Turner in my mind. So you can see Clellan Farrell, he plays for the San Francisco 49ers now, but this is his tape when he was in um, Vegas. You can see that 2019. Length. Yep. The power to get through the rush and make the play to finish. We'll watch it again here. Similar deal, though. He loves to convert speed to power. That was his thing, right? And he just goes through that tack that well, really becomes ends up being the guard. Um, and you, you can see it. I think the shades, you know, you look at um, their similar builds in terms of the size and frame. Um, Clellan Farrell's a little bit heavier, but um, that's where he is right now versus Dallas Turner coming out as a prospect. So I do think it's a it's a, a good comp. Um, Joe, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we, we were able to see right there just the – Similar gameplay, you know, get up a field, use your strength to leverage them, get where you need to go. Uh, I mean, in terms of Dallas Turner, from what I saw, I felt like he looked a little slower. I don't know if, like, if it was his get-off or, like, pursuit, you know, somewhere down there. He takes time for him to kick up speed. And then, similar to what you are talking about when he made that play on the Ole Miss, I, I said he had good eyes. I mean, granted, he... He could have very well fumbled that play, but it worked out for him, you know. So that was the other thing. And then I said he he likes to bull rush. There's more that more on the, the highlight reel that I seen where he was just bull rushing a lot. Yeah, so I, I I do think I'm with you on the worry in terms of explosion for him. Like if you don't have the threat of speed, then speed converting to power doesn't really work because tackles won't set and be on their heels. They'll be ready for you when you just come with power. So I do wonder, you know, and that's that's also why I think I like the Clellan Farrell comp. He was a high pick, but didn't necessarily produce like I think the Raiders were hoping for. And I could see some shades of that with Dallas Turner, considering some questions about the explosion there. Yeah, and then uh, in terms of that bull rush too, I kind of I think if it was him, if I remember correctly, is he? I kind of thought he was kind of like a one trick pony. 
he kind of mm. got to work on more things to just get out of that bull rush because that those are tough to pull off and it takes a lot of energy too so it's like you can't really be out there every down you know what i mean and and in fairness to him i think more often than not college pass rushers can get away with being a one-trick pony if that one trick is really good because <laughs> yeah, they don't yeah, face enough tackles and protections week to week that force them to do different things um if they're that good at the one thing so um i would say that all of these guys can probably work on adding to their repertoire there's no yeah. perfect prospects obviously um and so we'll see what dallas turner does currently you know he's projected to go somewhere between picks eight and 20 is where i've seen him mocked the most Somewhere in the teens is more than likely where he's going to go. Some people have him, like I said, as the first pass rusher off the board. Some people will have him, uh, you know, as the the third pass rusher off the board. So we'll see, you know, as at draft season, we're just heating up. We haven't even gone to the combine. We'll see, you know, pro days, all that good stuff. We've got two true, full true. months before we get there to the draft. So this could change dramatically. So it's just always the worry with doing these this early. Um, but you know, the tape doesn't lie. And that's at the end of the day, what we're going to go with. I and the sky don't lie. That's the classic motto right there. Classic. But, uh, next, Who we got next, Joe? <laughs> yeah, we're taking a look at Chop Robinson. He he was from Penn State. He's 6'3", 254, played for three years. He played one year at Maryland, though, 2021, his first year. Uh, let's see, he played 35 games also. Back to the games. I, I did math wrong. I don't I don't know why I chose 16 as the magic number. I'm pretty sure it's just 12 plus whatever postseason they get. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So he played 35 games. I was going to smoke you today. No, I, I was going to mention it earlier, but I kind of just let you run with that. I'll get to it now that we're here. Let's see. He had 11 and a half sacks over that time frame. 33 quarterback hits. 17% pressure rate. That's pretty impressive. 54 tackles and 24 of those were for loss. Yeah. So you can see if you're comparing Chop Robinson, Dallas Turner, um, you know, the production, raw numbers-wise, tackles, TFL, sacks, um, quarterback hits, not nearly the same. However, he's played in seven less games. But also, you notice that pressure rate, a little tick higher. So that means he was getting pressure more often, just maybe not getting home as much. And I do think, you know, I watched enough Penn State football this year, team's game plan for this guy. You know, there was a lot of, like, built-in <laughs> quick game. Michigan, when they played Penn State, they threw the ball. Like, they didn't throw it in the second half because Chop Robinson dominated the first half. We'll have, you know, I'm sure a play of his when we look at, at the tape here against Michigan. And they, they literally said, we don't want to throw the ball because Chop Robinson is wrecking our game plan. Um, so he has that kind of talent. And before I get into, you know, what he's what he's good at strengths-wise, what he brings to the table, I think you'll like this, Joe. When he was born, they nicknamed him Pork Chop. And then it he just like became Chop. or something when he was born. Yeah, they, it just became Chop as he got older. So I kind of love it. I mean, Chop Robinson, that's a sick name. I'm just going to no, say it. It kind of sounds great like that. Yeah, especially at that age when you're just right out the womb, like. It, it kind of reminds me of the uh, – you remember the old Key and Peele skit <laughs> where they when, say the names? When they're at the football games or like the, the crazy names at the All-Star game? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> I could just see the Chop Robinson, Penn State, you know, like sick name, <laughs> perfect football name. Um, anyway, so 
strengths-wise, number one, and the thing that jumps off tape with him, his first step is so twitchy. I mean, it's insane how quick he gets off the ball. It's it's literally, you know, we talked about being a one-trick pony. There's so many plays on his tape where he doesn't even have to go into any kind of counter move. He just beats a guy around the corner with speed. Yeah, no. Like, that and I mean, his shoulder dip getting around that edge. I mean, let's watch like it. Nothing. I mean, look at that. Jeez. Just whip that tackle. All right. Hey, you may say, okay, that's weaker competition. Let's go. Let's see it against <laughs> uh, Maryland, who was pretty good this year. Nah, it's the same thing, right? Um, yeah, and then you get a little selly. And we'll play it for the folks at home one more time, especially if you're watching on the YouTube. But you see, he kind of gets to the level at the tackle, and he gets that tackle doing what? Standing straight up. And that's when he just mm-hmm. goes, and he's around the, around the corner. Like you said, we'll get to that bend. There's a couple plays that really show it um, in a second. That's that second strength of his that puts it all together. He closes the door really well. But look at this tackle. He's got the guy's feet together, his hands spread apart. Guy's got no yeah. chance to block him right there. Huge play. Huge play. Um, he should have just held him with the way his arms were. He just agreed. gave him a bear hug. Call it a day. Agreed. A lot of people would have been better off holding Chop Robinson this year. (laughs) Okay, so the second thing we talked about was that bend around the corner. His explosive get-off is important. That's the first thing you teach any D-lineman, edge rusher. Get off, get off, get off, right? Work it every day in practice. Get off, get off, get off. But that get-off doesn't mean anything if you can't pay it off at the top of the rush, right? And once he gets behind a tackle, he's really good at closing the door and not letting that tackle get back into the play. He bends those hips, he dips back to the quarterback, and he makes plays. I mean, this one, um, I think we've got Rutgers here maybe. Um, I can't remember exactly. Who, oh, maybe, maybe Utah in the, in the Rose Bowl Utah. a couple of years ago. Yeah, it's Utah in the Rose Bowl a couple of years ago. But watch this. Look how low he gets to get around that corner. I mean, he's just a, he's an unreal, twitchy, explosive, bendy athlete. That has tried holding him, couldn't do it. Didn't I mean his ceiling? Him. His ceiling is so high when you watch him. I just couldn't. He jumped off tape for me. I I was, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but what I watched was not yeah. necessarily what it was. And then lastly, here's the playmaking. I mentioned that game against Michigan, right? Here's a third and three, kind of early in the game. It's zero zero. Michigan's thinking, okay, you know what can we do? Hey, we're going to throw the ball in third and three. They're probably expecting run. They've loaded the box, right? Maybe get a little play action here, something like that. Nope, just quick game. Watch Chop. Look at where Chop Robinson is when J.J. McCarthy gets the snap. Okay. Yeah. The line of scrimmage. Compared to everyone else, too. If you aren't watching right now, I'll just describe this for you. The line of scrimmage is Michigan's own 37. By the time J.J. McCarthy gets the, the snap and he's taking his first step of his drop back, Chop Robinson is already at the 33-yard line of Michigan, and, and J.J. McCarthy's at the 31. You can tell this thing isn't going to end well. The fact that – and there's the bend, the play – all of it. I mean, the playmaking, you know, he did a really good job, like whether it was third down, um, forcing a fumble, big moment of the game when his team needs it. He showed up in those big moments consistently, um, which was very encouraging for, you know, for him to be a young player. Michigan – you know, Michigan's defense played really well in this game. Penn State had basically no offense. And Chop Robinson sort of took over the game by himself as a pass rusher to keep his team in it. 
and made Michigan just kind of run the clock and, and bleed it. You know, just run the football and bleed the clock, get out of there, right? Um, once again, it, the explosion, the ability to turn the corner, the playmaking, all of it is there in terms of his pass rush. Um, when I look at, you know, what he might be able to do for a team who drafts him right now, I think his initial role is probably a, just, just a pass rusher. He still really needs development in the run game, controlling his gap. Um, if you watch that Michigan game, you watch it all the way through towards the end of the game. Um, Blake Corum kind of gets the touchdown run that sort of seals it because Chop Robinson was trying to make a play and got out of his gap in the run game, right? Mm, so um, it, it, it's one of those things, young player trying to see too much, trying to make too many plays. Um, he's not necessarily there in the run game as well yet, but um, I think he's an elite level pass rusher. I mean, I think he has a his first step and the bend gives him a Crazy very thing. high ceiling because when you're drafting this guy – do you want him to be an every down player if you're drafting him as high as they might? Yes. But you're okay with early on, I think, saying just go be great at what you're great at. We're going to develop the other parts. Yeah. We'll develop the counter moves. We'll develop you know, con- gap control and playing the run, all those things. He's going to get developed that way. Um, but I think he has one of the more elite traits in this draft in terms of the edge guys with that first step. It's so quick. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I mean, you touched up pretty much on – Everything I had written down. I mean, I brought, the other, the only other two things I had was his arm length, which is kind of what you talked about on uh, Dallas Turner. I feel like he had a bunch of like, not necessarily arm tackles, but like plays where he was diving out and like tripped up their ankles or whatever, you know, being able to get like the extra oomph on like the tackle. And then I said he had good reads and he was disciplined. I don't, we didn't, we didn't show many of those, but there was times where I saw him setting the edge compared to what. We didn't see with Dallas Turner setting that edge, flowing back to the ball and making the tackle with like a couple other dudes with him as well. But yeah, I, I went. So I actually started off watching his film first. I don't know how I skipped Dallas Turner when I was doing this initially. And I was like, oh, dang, like these dudes are coming in hot. Like we're about to have some good talent right here on the edge rushers. And then, you know, as time went on, I was kind of just like underwhelmed, sadly. But. He set a high ceiling. He had me. He had me juiced. I'm gonna be honest. And and I think you were juiced for good reason. If anybody's watching, my apologies. I am a little sick right now, trying to work through it. So <laughs> you see me blowing my nose. We got the nasally. Like we got the nasally every yeah. now and again. I don't know if you heard that. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully the people like it. I don't know. Maybe it makes me more annoying. <laughs> um. All right. So in terms of pro comp, I uh, I really now. Brandon Graham's a little heavier, especially right now. He's later in his career. Can't believe he's still playing, and he's still playing pretty effectively as a situational pass rusher. He's an Eagles legend, but Brandon Graham, that's who I saw when I watched Chop Robinson, like slimmer Brandon Graham, but just the quick twitch bend around the edge. Like, here you go. Here's Brandon Graham from about eh, three or four years ago. Joe Burrow's the quarterback for the Bengals, so it wasn't that long ago. But like look, I mean, just, probably. yeah, the quickness around the edge, the bend, the get off all of, I mean, same thing. He's at the top again. This is against Daniel Jones forces the sack fumble. There's the playmaking element. Once again, just like chop Robinson, I think this is what chop Robinson yeah. can be, especially early on and may develop into 
you know, more of a playmaker in the run game and every down player like Brandon Graham was able to. But gosh, that is, man, Brandon Graham's a playmaker. He made the big play to help the Eagles win the Super Bowl. I could see Chop Robinson playing a very similar role in, in his career. Yeah, I, I will say it's definitely not more noticeable for me on this first play right here where where we see the similarities in, in terms of the comp. And I didn't even realize this, that Brandon Graham's 35 years old. That's pretty crazy, too. And He's still going. going deep, especially as a pass rusher, that's crazy to do. All right, who we got next? The next guy we're taking a look at is going to be Jared Verse out of Florida State. He's 6'4", 260. Played for three years. He's got 40 games. Let's see where are we at. He's got 18 sacks in that time, 50 quarterback hits. That's probably I think that's the highest we've seen so far. With a pressure rate of 20, that's even higher than what – that's crazy. Mm-hmm. A fifth of the time. Uh-huh. Let's see. Uh-huh. He's got 92 tackles and 35 of them were for loss. All right. I'm about to get excited right now. All right, okay. Okay. So Jared Verse, <laughs> this dude is a sick athlete with a huge repertoire of, of moves. Um, he originally started at Albany, University of Albany. And then after three years, you know, including he had a redshirt year, two years of playing, produced so well that, you know, Florida State was like, hey, why don't you come on over here? Then he played two years at Florida State. And uh, golly, I mean, he tore it up. There's a couple of games. And if you just watch the whole game, like the LSU game two years ago, oh, my gosh. I don't know if I've ever seen a guy wreck a game more than he did in that game. Um, there it is. Uh, here's some tape from that game. Um, or might be, This might be from this year's game. I'm trying to remember now. Um, but regardless, um, first things first, he's got this elite chop. All right. Um, got a lot of moves, actually, in his repertoire. But the best yeah, one to I'd me agree. is his chop. Um, his hands and feet come at the same time. He hits the tackle on the wrist. He takes them off their balance. I mean, I, I, you know, what? I'm just gonna let the tape speak for itself right here. Golly, beat the dude like a drum. Oh my gosh. You know what? Let's see that from another angle after the celly right here. Let's let's take another look at this. Bah! There's the chop down, yeah. around, back, fumble. The timing on that's crazy. Okay, now we're gonna see it against Virginia Tech. Bah! Chop it, get around the edge, Zach. And he is just—he feels like the most polished of all the guys in terms of uh, yeah, understanding how to use his hands, um, when the hands and feet timing need to come down, where to hit on that wrist. I mean, he just—he's a technician and. Uh, He's so powerful. Um, that's the next thing is the, the powerful base that he plays with. Um, this is against Flo- uh, Louisville in the ACC championship this year, right? They're playing for their playoff lives. Um, they don't have their quarterback. They know they need a big performance on defense. And the thing is, tackles don't get a hold of him often. But when they do, he plays with such great base and power that he'll just rock him back and win the win the pass rush rep. I mean, or if it's run, he'll keep that guy at the line of scrimmage. I mean, so here you go. Right? He gets off, kind of tackle, wins the rep, but he just bullies him and still makes the play. Yeah. And then you uh, get the little leapfrog. The separation was huge. 
to come watch, back from. Watch what from happens to this right tackle. There. He bench presses him, yeah. creates the separation, like you said, and then just sees the lane and goes. Says, I'm going to take that air. Sack. Nasty. Here it is against run. Same thing. I'm going to bully this tackle, set the edge, make the tackle for loss. He's a man. I really, if you can't tell, I really like Jared versus dude's freaky. Um, yeah, no, I agree. And then last but not least, you know, and, and you'll see why I comped him who I comped him to <laughs> in a second. But his finishing, like he wins a lot of reps where it takes him a first move, a counter, and then it's just like relentless effort to finish the play. And it's a trait that I think all the best pass rushers have. Like, okay, I did my move. I did my counter. You know, I'm still kind of – maybe I got chipped. Maybe I got to be a second guy. Maybe I'm still getting stoned. But the quarterback still got the ball. I'm just going to keep running my butt off and see what happens. Okay? Here you can see they try and tip him, chip him with the tight end. Okay, then they got the tackle waiting for him. They tried to put the motion in front of his face too, mm. if you didn't notice that. And he, it didn't <laughs> matter. Wake Forest didn't have a chance. I mean, he beat – the motion didn't freak him out. He beats two guys, one, two, with basically the same move. Yeah, just effort to both, finish huh? the play. Nasty. Okay, now here, here he is in the rivalry game against Florida. All right, I'm going to try and beat him with quickness. I get around the corner. Ah, oh, quarterback steps up. A lot of guys might have given up on the rush right there. He keeps running and finds that guy, punches the ball out. It's a fumble. They don't get it. That's a big play. Essentially a sack, right? The chop again. Yeah. Running around the world. Keep going. Boom. Quarterback never knows you're there. Big time stuff. Um, mm-hmm. These are all the reasons I like Jared Verse so much. I mean, you put together the the chop, the understanding of how to use his hands, the different moves in his repertoire, how great a base he plays with. He is quick off the ball. He does finish plays. Man, I, I really like this dude. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I think you touched pretty much everything I wrote down and just said it a little different. I said he had a quick get off, you know. I had a physical arms, which ties into you talking about the chop. Said he was strong. You touched on that with the where we saw the separation on that tackle. And then I just said I have two random notes. I put he looks like a monster out there. He was looked a lot taller than most of the people and just built differently. Like uh, yeah, that one up. dude. I don't even remember where he was from. Might have been South Carolina. Some dude like a million years ago where he's got his shirt rolled up. You know what I'm talking about? I don't know if you remember oh, that Baylor. picture. Was it Baylor? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh, um, and I then the guy's name, but he was number zero, and the jersey's rolled up, and he's just got the abs hanging out. Yeah, yeah, exactly yep, that one. About. Yeah, yeah. And then I, I ran another note was the Florida State all white helmets with like the red uh, arrow on there <laughs> were sick. sick huh? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like those too. Okay, so in terms of what verse can do for a defense, I think. I've already kind of given this away. I think he's my favorite pass rusher in the draft because Same. he has elite traits combined with the effort to finish, good run defender. think he's a 4-3 end for the most part, hand in the dirt most times. Yeah, he's going to be great as a like a wide nine. I mean, that's just what he was born to play. Um, so my comp for him then is Max Crosby, right? Now, a lot of people are going to think I'm crazy right now, and I know that, and that's fine. But let's just watch Max Crosby on this play and tell me it doesn't remind you of the play against Wake Forest. Chip by Jacecki, oh, got to beat the... that. Tackles there, got to beat that. Same move, bop, bop. He put Jacecki on the ground. 
embarrassing. Beats the tackle like a drum. Bow, finishes for a sack, safety in the end zone. Essentially a game ender. Then he gives you like little Conor McGregor walk off, yell, look at me. I'm a freaking dog. Yeah, you are, bro. We know it. Mac Jones never had a chance. All right. Like, but once again, the technique, the technician with the hands. Yeah. Okay. But just the relentless motor, the finishing, just like you will not block me. It does not matter. I'm going to make the play right now. And I see that same intangible in Jared Verse. And that's mm-hmm. why I like him Definitely. so much. That's why I comped him to Max Crosby. That's why he's my favorite pass rusher in the draft. Um, you know, we'll obviously get to our rankings in terms of edge. You know, there's more that goes into being an edge defender than just being a pass rusher, but he's my favorite. He's the most polished pass rusher in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I, I was that was another thing I was gonna write down too, is he just looks like the most NFL ready out of the group for sure to me. Let's see, looking right. ahead. Next guy we're looking at is gonna be Layatu Latu out of UCLA. He's six four, two sixty five. Is that that is that five years? Am I bugging? Um. Uh, so I'll give you the backstory on him. Basically, he was at UW, or I'm sorry, Washington State, um, for um two seasons. Yeah. And um, going into his second season. He had a neck injury in twenty, you know, preseason of twenty twenty, and they told him he would never play again. He took two years off of football, didn't play, then just decided he missed it too much. Wound up at UCLA in twenty twenty one or twenty twenty two, had a great year, had an even better year this year in twenty three, and now his story is incredible because he was told you're never going to play again, like you can't, your neck's too messed up, and uh, turns out, you know. He kind of proved him wrong. So really cool story. It's definitely a guy you root for, in my opinion, anyway. All right. Well, now I don't want to write. I don't want to talk about half the stuff I wrote down. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So over that. (laughs) Yeah, bro. I I feel bad roasting this guy in my notes. We'll just uh... wait. I'll give you some tape and we'll we'll talk it through. (laughs) We'll talk it through. Maybe I'll convince you to like him. Let's see. So he played 37 games over his college career. He's got 23 sacks, 57 quarterback hits. Ooh, another 20% on the pressure rate. Mm-hmm. Got a, a nice round, 100 tackles total with 41 for loss. Okay. So, Laatu Laatu. Um, number one thing that stood out to me the guy rushed from literally everywhere. They asked him to rush from true. left side. The right side, inside, inside from a four eye, outside to a Which wide nine. That was crazy. Inside as a three technique, hand in the dirt, standing up. It didn't matter. Like his ability as a pass rusher from anywhere let UCLA, you know, have some real creativity schematically on defense, which is fun. Like as a defensive coordinator, gosh, I, this is this is a DC's dream, right? To have a guy who can do this. And it's it's interesting because you didn't see this really on anyone else's tape. That's why it stood out so much that he was coming from so many different angles and positions. So here you go. Here he is rush, rushing against USC from the left over a guard. Not a chance. Sorry. Standing up as a essentially a four technique, but he's going to rush, you know, the B gap with the guard there. The guard's going to kick to him because the tackle has to kick to the outside guy. Right? They're actually yeah. going to drop the outside guy. Latu Latu, he's just too good, bro. 
Like you can't let a guard pass pro him. Now he's going to rush from the right. Once again, standing up. He's going to rush, you know, as a as a five technique, standing up. They try to block him with the tight end. Stupid sack. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, uh, Arizona, but man, would not recommend blocking this guy with a tight end. Okay, now against Colorado, you're going to see he rushes from inside, four-point stance as a three technique, and gets the sack that way too. Okay, boom. Going to peat the guard inside right away. Still has the athleticism to chase down and trip up Shadur Sanders, who was one of the sickest athletes in college football this year. Didn't matter. He gets the sack there too. Okay, so we got the adaptability. The second thing you see in his game, Kind of similar to Jared Verse. I think I phrased it a little differently, especially given his background. I think when you watch him play, there's an obvious resilience in his game, right? Like he writes, um, what is it? In his notebook, I read this today, like he plays like, he writes in his notebook like LPE, which I, th- I think it's like last play ever. And he just reminds himself mm, like, okay. you know, football got taken away from me for two years. It could yeah. always get taken away. I'm going to play every play like it's my last play. You know, and, I, and that that attitude, gosh, I love it. And you can see it in his game. Like, watch this, okay? Here he is again against Arizona, I believe. Or no, Washington State. And he's getting blocked. Like, that tackle is doing a good job. But he doesn't care. He's going to just keep going. And he makes the play. It's a really like impressive sack. Even though he doesn't win initially – you know, his tackle's got his hands with him. He just keeps going. He doesn't care. He's just going to keep going. Sack. I freaking love that because that's stuff that you really can't coach. That's just stuff that a dude has or doesn't. He either instinctually is going to play that way or he won't. The fact that he has it, I love that. Um, he wins a lot of rushes that other guys might give up on. Last but not least, I think his hands are probably the best part of his pass rush toolbox. You see everything from a double swipe to a rip to a stab and escape on on the tape. He's really polished. He's agile enough to execute like these detailed counter moves, even when that tackle wins initially. So here you go against Stanford. This is a sick one right here. Little double swipe, pull yourself through. Sack, big time play too. Um, there's a reason UCLA's defense was really good this year, and people didn't. People weren't really expecting it. I don't know that people paid attention to it, but they were really good. And part of it was this guy. Um, so, you know, in terms of all the stuff that he has in his game, you know, he's he's long. He, he's he got a lot of weight to him. 265 is a long dude. Plays with great hands, still really um, agile. Um, and then, like I said, the, the story behind it, is great too because I, I think you can see that in his play, which is an awesome an awesome thing to see show up on tape because it doesn't show up for everyone. Um, all right, Joe. I, hopefully I guilt-tripped you enough to say good things about Lati, <laughs> but I know you weren't as big a fan of him as I was, so let me hear it. No, I was not. So I actually – so you did touch his hands. I did have that written down. He does have good hands. I also wrote he had good chase down speed and pursuit. Saw him gaining gain, uh, speed over time, making those tackles at the edges, like near the sideline. Uh, let's see. So, despite his 6'4", 265, I think he looks small out there compared to everyone else for some reason. And I feel like he looks like a 
I don't, it could be the helmet. I don't know. But I felt he like he looks like he play. He used to play tight end, and they switched him over to to DN because of whatever <laughs> reason. And then I also said he could work on his tackling a little bit. I feel like it it was a lot more like he would get his hands on the guy, couldn't really get him down, and then the homies would pull up and and you know they'd all get him. I don't know. Okay, That's what I had enough. on there though. Fair enough. Um. We'll see if you like my comp here. And it may just be wearing the number 15 for UCLA. I don't know. But that length um, and the hands remind me a lot of Jalen Phillips, who was a draft pick for the Dolphins a few years ago. Um, Originally played at UCLA and then transferred to Miami. But here you go. Here's a Jalen Phillips um, highlight from, I think it was last year maybe. Same thing with the hands, pulling himself Mm -hmm. through. Finishing on the quarterback with the chase. Oh yeah, he was like um, ten yards past him and made that too. Mm-hmm. So that's I. It just man, it reminds me so much of that length and the the hands and the and the you know Jalen Phillips is another guy who similar story. Like thought you know when he was at done at UCLA that he wasn't going to play anymore. Another medically retired guy. It's kind of weird how similar their stories are. Ends up at Miami has you know a great year and then ends up in the draft and is now a primetime player for the, the Dolphins. His problem has been staying healthy in the NFL, but yeah. every time he's healthy, he's been really good. And I think the comp in terms of the background, the story, everything down to the number, you know, maybe once again, I was primed to make this comp, but I, I loved it. I thought that there was a lot of similarities there. Um, <coughs> and finishing up with, with Latu, um, I think he did so much at UCLA that any NFL team or scheme will be able to use him um, because he's so adaptable. I think his best fit is as a stand-up 3-4 outside linebacker where that adaptability, that athleticism can be used the most. Um, but I think he can kind of do a little bit of everything. And and we've seen Jalen Phillips do some of that too. You know, Sometimes Jalen Phillips can get kicked inside and rush inside, you know. Similar deal. Yeah, so no, no doubt. Um, I really like Latu. Um, he's projected to go similar to a lot of the other guys. Everyone's kind of in that, you know, as high as eight, low as you know, twenty nine to thirty. These first four guys we talked about are all sort of in that range right now, based on the mock drafts that are being put out. You know, obviously, verse Jared verse and and Latu and. Turner are kind of the guys who are getting mo- the most love as high as eight. Chop Robinson's a little bit more in the teens, but these four first four guys are all kind of in the same spot in most mock drafts. Who's eight, if you know off top? Uh, the Falcons for the third year in a row. Mm. <laughs> people are kind of, although news came out today that people are coming out today saying that they really like Drake May and they may try and trade up. So who knows? Oh. Once again, we're two months away. These projections are actually kind of stupid. I don't even, I, I only put them on there because we do it for the other guys later. They yeah, probably yeah, don't true. mean anything <laughs> right now, but we're gonna, yeah, they might change a lot now. between now and then for at least these first couple without pro days and you know, all the other Agreed. numbers. Agreed. All right, moving on. We got one more guy to, to talk about tonight. Yeah, we're going to close out with Chris Braswell from Alabama. So, played on the opposite side of our guy. Dallas Turner. Let's see. He's 6'3, 256. He's got 
three years there, 41 games. So I think that's just one shy of his uh, – or two shy of his homie. Let's see, 21 and a half sacks for him, 39 quarterback hits. Pretty solid pressure rate at 17%. 79 total tackles with 21 for loss. All right, so Chris Braswell. I would describe him a little bit as like the forgotten man, actually, at uh, Alabama, just because the last two years, who was everyone talking about? Will Anderson Jr., Dallas Turner. Like Chris Braswell didn't start many games because of that. However, I love his tape. I was actually so shocked when I watched his tape. He might have jumped off the page and impressed me more than anyone else based on my prior expectations. And you try and remove that, obviously, in the, in the draft process. Like You don't want to go in expecting to see certain things from guys. So try as much as possible to remove it. But I can't lie when I say that this guy jumped off tape. I mean, incredible. So number one, he is an explosive playmaker. Like the guy had game-ending sacks, blocked yeah. kicks, Interceptions returned for touchdowns, sack fumbles, big hits on the quarterback, like you name it. Um, It's full of just like game-changing plays, big moments at at his time at Alabama. And kind of said this about Chop Robinson, very similar here. Just has a knack for showing up for his team in the big moment. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to let this play. Block kick. By the way, the score at this time was 24-17. Mm. So he tied it or the, he took the lead higher? T- took the two-touchdown lead. This okay. is at the end of the game against Tennessee. They've got a 27-20 lead. Sack fumble. Touchdown. So that's two game-enders right there, basically, right? <coughs> this man is a closer. This one is maybe my favorite play I watched all week. Okay. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Too bad flag. he got the helmet right. to helmet, sadly. Of course, it was a, of course it was a flag, but he absolutely killed South Florida's quarterback on that play. All right, here's another game ender against Auburn. Once they took the lead on, like, the miracle throw on fourth down, another game ender against Auburn. He gets the sack right here, and then on the next play, he gets a sack fumble that causes Auburn to go back into their end zone to recover it, and they get his safety. Okay, so like the guy is a closer. If you need a closer in big minutes, this guy does it. I mean, insane stuff. <coughs> the the smaller Chris Jones, if you will, he's only six three, two fifty six. Chris Jones is a large human. Um, oh, I'm just saying that that's how I view him. At the end of the game, he's gonna do what you need to get it done. Yep. The best guys do. Okay. Second thing I noticed, this guy sets an edge better than anybody else in the draft, in my opinion, um, that I watched. It's funny because so far I got – I stole your verse bar for bar. I literally have uh, – I, I guess not the necessary – I didn't write the explosive playmaking, but he lays the hat. Clearly we saw that on the quarterback. He did that multiple mm-hmm. times. And then I said sets an edge well on another note. <laughs> yeah. He does a really good job punching and pressing, setting the edge. And then – What's great is he maintains that leverage, but once he sees the back go inside of him, he'll just fold back in and make the play. Like once he knows it's crossed his hip, that's big time stuff. Like that's, you know, it's one thing to set the edge. It's another thing to then fold back over and make the play. See right here, he's got that edge set, resetting the line of scrimmage, not letting the tackle drive him. And now once he sees the ball cross his hip, what does he do? I'm going to fold back in and make the play. 
one yard gain in the red zone against Texas, another college football playoff team. Pretty good stuff. Um, so he does that well. Then fin- finally, um, I think you know, I call this posture awareness. Really all it is is he just counters really well because he has great recognition of you know where, where the tackle's balance is in pass rush, right? You know, you you're trying to beat him up. You know, obviously you're always kind of mm, okay. trying to get him on an edge, one way or the other, right? Inside, outside, whatever, depending on where you're rushing from. And you want to feel where that tackle is putting his weight. And obviously, you want to go away from that where that weight is, right? So that you can get that guy off balance. And he seems to always recognize the next move, whether it's bending the corner because he's got a beat, converting speed to power getting back underneath once he's past the quarterback. He just does a really good job of all of it. And that's another sort of natural thing that I think some guys have and some guys don't. Like right here, some guys might have tried to run all the way around the hoop. He just is like, I know I'm at the level of the quarterback. I'm going to get back underneath it and make the the play. I got lucky. He tried to trip him. (laughs) Yeah. This was on a third and seven. Once again, a big time game against Texas A&M. Get around the edge. Oh, no. Fold back under. Make the play. Get a hit on the quarterback, cause a fourth down, make him punt. Um, so I think he's he's kind of like I said, he's special at all those things. A lot of that is natural; it shows up really well on tape. What'd you see, Joe? Uh, yeah, the only other note I meant that you didn't have was I had good eyes. I think that kind of ties in with the setting the edge. Uh, you see him; he gets out there, sees that the dude's coming back in. Swoop, get off the get off the block. I will say right now the, the the posture awareness. I feel like that's the word that uh, Aiden Aiden Hutchinson used on George Kittle, the pro acclamation or whatever the word was, yeah. where he, he could, it sets off like the balance thing, which is kind of funny. I don't even know if that's the right word that he used. It's it, like you say, I'm an Iowa boy. You can't use that around me. I don't even know what he said. <laughs> I couldn't even tell you right now. Yeah, that was that was pretty funny. So in terms of Braswell, what, what, what he projects as in my mind, I think he's a plug-and-play guy, 3-4 scheme, stand-up edge player. He'll be really good on early rundowns. He's going to take some time to develop his pass rush repertoire. Um, you know, I think he'll likely be a rotational player early on. He's got a high ceiling, though, because of the playmaking, the understanding of posture. I just think there's some skills that need to continue to develop. Kind of how I feel about both Alabama guys. And, and, you know, not a lot of people are as big on Braswell as they are on Turner. And I might be one of the few exceptions. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll see, obviously, as we get to our rankings. But last but not least here, I got to give you a comp. All right, so he reminds me a lot of Chris Long, who early in his career was like typical 4-3, put his hand in the dirt, end. Then when he went to New England and won a Super Bowl, he stood up a lot more. And he did it a lot in Philly, too. And he really found his fit and had a really successful back half of his career. He's a little bit thicker than Braswell, but their movement reminds me and the, and the play recognition, the understanding of, of posture, all that stuff, setting an edge, being good in run or pass reminds me a lot of Chris Long, just this super solid player who you'd love to have on your team as a rotational piece. Um, you know, Chris Long was drafted number two overall. So that's not what people were hoping he would be when he was drafted. But like I said, he won two Super Bowls in the back half of his career and did it in a you know way where he finally found his niche. 
All right, so here you go against the Broncos. Boom, feeling that tackle where he's at. Once again, the playmaking element, getting the sack fumble, gets a little celebration after. <laughs> against his former team, the Rams right here, same thing. Feeling where that tackle is, getting around the corner, bend, strip sack, playmaking, big-time play, and a game that, as you can see, was 34-35 with eight minutes to go. This possession let the Eagles take the lead and actually get the one seed, which this was the year they won that Super Bowl, if you remember. So, um, huge play. You could argue probably the biggest play of the Eagles season until the, the playoffs. So, what, what do you think, Joe? You like it? Don't like it? Thoughts? Uh, on the comp or on, oh, yeah. on Roswell? Yeah, I mean, I, I like it. I I don't know. I I, can't, I, can't, I like I told you before. I was I didn't recall watching much of Chris Long in general, so I couldn't mm-hmm. tell you like real time. But I, I see it on here for sure. Okay, let's see. All right, so we're gonna get to rankings now, right? Yeah. All right, you want to go first? You, you want me to go first? How are we doing this today? Uh, it don't matter to me. I can go first if you want. I. I All right, Joe. Actually, no. I think first. I think you got to go first in order for mine uh, to make sense. Oh, okay, 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 okay. All right, I'm going first. All right, number one. Let me get a sip of water because I'm about to go hard right now. Jared <laughs> first. Okay? I think everyone understood this when I was talking about him. I, I blew up when I talked about him. Jared Verse is the closest thing to the polished prospect in this draft as an edge guy. Uh, I think he matches physicality with explosion, with technique and finishing. He's the closest guy to exactly what you want. Um, Number two, Chop Robinson. As I said, maybe a little flawed in the run game, needs to work on some things, needs to build his repertoire because he's able to beat so many people in the first step right now. But (laughs) he has traits that you can't teach. That speed, that bend around the corner, you can't teach it. You can't. He has it. Um, And you're drafting these guys to get sacks. Okay, so Mm -hmm. that's what he's going to be able to do. Number three, Layatu Latu. Love his hands, resilience, the adaptability. Think he fits in any scheme. Think he can do a lot with his length and athleticism. Um, really high on him. Number four, Chris Braswell. Like I said, most people have his Alabama teammate above him in a lot of these draft rankings. I think by the time we get to the draft, people will see the value in Chris Braswell. Um, he made more plays on tape. He stood out more. Um, if you're watching you know, either one of their tape, and you're watching for Dallas Turner. Sometimes Chris Braswell stood out. And I never felt that way when I was watching Chris Braswell tape about Dallas Turner. Okay? Ooh. Maybe that's unfair, but that's, in my mind, <laughs> that stood out big time. And number five, Dallas Turner still has a lot of the traits you want. That's why he still makes my top five. Um, but of all these five guys I talked about, the guy who I think maybe has the most quote-unquote bust potential or not, you know, he'll be a guy who's good, maybe not what you expect him to be when you draft him. I was around the league a little bit. Dallas Turner, in my mind, that's that guy. Um, everyone else after these guys to me is extremely raw. They may have one really good trait, and they need to develop all the other parts of their game. These five to me were the closest to being NFL ready, and if they weren't quite NFL ready, they have traits to me that make them have the highest possible ceiling compared to some of the other guys. So some of my honorable mentions, I like Braylon Trice out of UW, big, strong dude. A um, little nervous about, you know, how his game translates to the NFL. He plays high a lot. 
Um, Gabriel Murphy from UCLA. Liatu Latu's teammate, who also was another one that showed up on tape so much when I was watching Latu that I was like, hmm, does Murphy need to make my top five? I was close. I was close (laughs) on him. Really like him too. Jonah Ellis from Utah. A little bit kind of different sort of player when you watch him. His tape is so different compared to everybody else. Um, and then I'll, I'll just leave it at that for now. And um, Adis <laughs> Isaac from Penn State, who's once again we have more a lot of teammates on here. Um, he's Chop Robinson's teammate at Penn State. Another guy who uh, wrecked Michigan's game plan a little bit in that game stood out. So, Joe, who you got for your rankings? All right, so top two, I got the same. I rolled Jared Verse, Chop Robinson. I mentioned it already. I think Jared Verse is ready for the league. He looks the most polished to me. Chop Robinson seems like a very, very... I, you could go 1A, 1B if you really wanted to, I think, here. Uh, Chop Robinson, you know, great speed off the ball. Had that, that shoulder dip that, you know, kind of, in a way, I would say for me, kind of like Von Miller in a sense. I think some, someone in the in one of his highlights mentioned it, and I was like, you know, that kind of makes sense to me. And uh-huh. then, so 3A, so as as I mentioned before, I wasn't really a fan of Layatu Latu, and I'll get into Dallas right now too as well. I wasn't really he didn't really stand out to me. Similar to how you had him at five, I I don't know. And so I kind of ventured out, looked at the other people that you had on the honorable mention, see if if I would like any of them ahead of these dudes. But I think I'm I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a little scratch out on number five, throwing our guy Layatu there. I think, Ooh, I think, I think you, you you persuaded. I think you persuaded me a little bit <laughs> to get him in there. I, I I wasn't too impressed with Jonah Ellis's tape like that. I just I, you know I didn't have many bad things to say about him, so I felt better putting him there. But at four, I had Braylon Trice. I did like him a lot. He had he was quick off the ball, strong dude, and he had a nice swim and rip that that mm-hmm. was just like impressive to me. Where it's the, the, the kind of the physical hands as well. I guess ties into that statement as well. So that's my top five right there. Kind of ventured out into the world on this one. Love it. Love it. Um, I enjoy when we differ because that's what draft season's all about, dude. Nobody yeah, has the I same mean, rankings. Nobody thinks true. the same things. The whole point. Um, but, man, what a start to draft season. I'm so excited. I'm really – I think we could have four, maybe five edge guys going round one. I think that's what we're going to get. That's yeah, possible. At least four. I think we might get five. Raswell right now is projected as like a <coughs> – sorry. He's projected as like a an early second rounder into the late first mm-hmm. round. I think, like I said, Someone when all said up done, or... he, may, he may jump Dallas Turner. That's just all. You know, there's one other mm-hmm. thing about Dallas Turner that I was like not a huge fan of. After the Alabama-Michigan game in the Rose Bowl, someone asked him a question, and he was kind of like yeah, – I think they talked about that. You know, hey, I'm out of here. Basically, I'm going to the draft. That, that, hey, you want to ask my coach why I was dropping more in coverage instead of rushing the passer? That's on him. That was his game plan. I'm not, you know, and he was clearly he frustrated, out, which, I, huh? which I get, yeah. but it was just kind of like, hey, I'm out. I'm getting out of here. And so, I, you know, is it a red flag? Probably not. It's not a red flag. It's just another thing that I was like, hmm, just, just mark it. You know, this is another thing yeah. that goes in the draft profile. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think I think I feel good about the rankings, even though we're two months away. Like I said, we're, it's really early, but yeah. I feel pretty good about it. 
Yeah, I will say based off that statement too, it's like it's tough too because it, it's young college kids. You know, you you're just mm-hmm. in the heat of the moment at that time. Like it's not yep. it doesn't compare the NFL where some people got teams saying, "Yo, like just kind of base it off of this, figure it out, say it in like nice general way." So that's another thing with that. But I mean, either way, if your frustration showing, that's kind of kind of tough on both hands. All right. Well, um, let's tell the people what we got next week. We're coming back. We're going to talk tight ends. Ooh. I'm not going to tell you who we're going to talk about. I can say Brock Powers will probably be part of the conversation, though. Um, maybe even Jatavion Sanders from Texas, and we'll see who else we got rolling. Um, also, keep an eye out. We're going to be trying to get more guests on the pod to talk about this draft with us in different position groups. So you don't just have to hear our two voices. You hear some friends, too. Yeah, facts. Like Joey always says, like, subscribe, comment, all the things. Follow it. All all our socials. Remember, we don't have Instagram, apparently. (laughs) Only X and TikTok, but that's all you really need anyway. So. I was going to say, Insta's kind of just a mixture of both. We could, If you want to even toss in threads in there. But yeah, I mean, you know what it is. Our, ooh, <coughs> looking ahead to this next week a little bit, besides talking tight ends, our guy Ray Riley, who takes us out every day, or every episode, I should say. He's dropping new music, too, so keep your eye out for that over Let's the go. next couple days. Until then, we'll give you one of his old tracks. Take us out, Ray Ray.
If I got you and you got me, then we found a treasure. We gon' last forever, even if we not together. This that feeling you can't replace or replicate. Memories, they be hitting me like a heavyweight. Gotta keep it straight, straight, straight. You say you leaving and I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Gotta make a play. What do I say? Where do I go? What do I do? And I just feel like I'm losing my time, cause all of the time I'm thinking about you. You my boo. What do I do? Girl, I don't know. I'm still waiting for you to come to a show <laughs> So I guess I just be right into my fingers bleed You know I got you whenever you and your time I need Another poem to express myself I'm trying to let my guard down I can't help myself, I mean that And I'm trying to let you know I need that Tell them other clowns I'm trying to spit game ease back hey. I mean I got a lot I want to say For now to seduce, sit back and press play I'm reminiscing about the times that we used to have And everything that we used to do when we used to laugh It's been a minute, I wanna know how you been though Close my eyes and hope you knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window Knocking at my window. Another night. Knocking at my window.